So, match day live extra review of Wolves nil, Liverpool 1. I'm Mikey Burrows, Andy Thompson, and Dave Edwards alongside me. Sheer heartbreak for Bruno Large's side, who came within 60 seconds of earning themselves a point against Liverpool, the former champions who dominated possession during the game 67% to Wolves 33 and 17 shots to Wolves 3 but that doesn't quite tell you the full story of the game which saw Adama Traore look threatening for Wolves on the counter attack but all too often it was Liverpool who controlled it for large periods Diogo Jota on his second return having left the club a season or so ago came closest for Liverpool to breaking the deadlock Connor Cody with an unbelievable goal line clearance to deny him in the second half Jota and Alexander-Arnold had gone close in the first half uh, right at the death, Mo Salah setting up Divock Origi, who was there to turn the ball home. And Liverpool came away with all three points in truly heartbreaking fashion. Four minutes into added time of this game. Tomo, what did you make of it in the end? Yeah, Salah, you can see what it means to everybody in here. Salah, <laughs> it's everybody down and the way that they played the, the way that they defended throughout the game they did really well um, they'll be disappointed that they can uh, to say the least to concede in that was it 60 seconds left in the uh, injury time so look so it's a massive blow but again you see some good things in there the way that we played uh, defended um, there's still things that we can work on going forward we could see that we didn't really offer a great deal just need to retain possession of it got caught offside a few times but in general, so look, I thought that they'd be pretty happy with a couple of aspects of the, of the game today, but yes, it's a massive blow to the defeat. 33% is Wolves' lowest possession of the season, a couple of percent lower than they had away at Leeds a couple of games ago, but almost very similar to Leeds, Dave Edwards, in that that time Wolves were hanging on with a 1-0 lead and just lost it at the end for a one all draw. Today they were hanging on for that goalless draw, just didn't quite make it in agonising fashion. Yeah, this felt like a um, a lot better performance than what that Leeds game was. Liverpool are, say, one of the best teams in the world, and that's what the best teams do. They keep going to the end. They get that late goal. They never never say die attitude like Man United of old, that sort of style. And it's no surprise Wolves only had 33% possession because Liverpool pressed them so high. I just the one criticism I can say about Wolves, which is, it's hard to do after such a, a brave display of the way they defended, but just felt like it didn't quite work out how they could look, how they could hurt Liverpool quickly enough. I felt there's a couple of occasions second half where the defence would make a pass into midfield, it gets set back, and then that's when you spin it. Spin it in behind, get it into the space. Liverpool didn't like it. They even Van Dijk, he was chasing Chorley, did not like having to run back towards his own goal. If you do it first time, it's a bit predictable. If you can play it into midfield, get it back, and then it goes... It was like a third-man run then from Treore or Jimenez. Um, that's how it's going to hurt. I thought Chori was good second half, but decision-making at times, getting caught offside, it'll be disappointing. That, that's the disappointment from Wolves. But in terms of the way they, they organised, they stayed compact for that 90 minutes, they deserve to get at least a point out of the game. It was, it was a terrific defensive display. There are a couple of elements, aren't there? Uh, we'll, we'll come to the attacking element uh, in a moment, Tomo. But defensively... Uh, I'm not sure it's getting enough credit just how well Wolves are doing this season. I mean, that's only 13 goals conceded now. Uh, We said before the game that uh, only Man City and Chelsea had conceded fewer and now Liverpool, who are on the same amount, 
of co- conceding that, yes, as I say, we'll come to the attacking element in a second, but defensively, that back unit and then add in the midfielders in front of them were absolutely superb yeah. for such long periods it today. Gi- it gives you such a good platform to play off, though, doesn't it? So if you've got the defending, your midfield, what they've just got to sort out now is just being able to get the, the, the front line in. Um, because you saw it with Liverpool today, so like they kept winning the ball. When the ball went up to uh, the front line, it just kept coming back. They were winning all the battles, the individual battles, uh, the Liverpool defenders. Was the starting positions in the wrong place when they were actually getting the ball? There was times where we could give them, we got pace up front, they could give them five or ten yards. And we just timing our runs not wrong because we set up uh, wrongly. Salah maybe just running across. You see Salah doing it so many times where he comes from wide, runs right across the fullback, and it's very difficult to pick up. But Ait Nuri did really well there. Just looking at things like that, we need to make sure that we try and retain possession. Can we get up the pitch a bit further? You said there. 33% possession not great and that proves just the way that we are we need to make sure Jimenez gets in the game uh, Wang gets in the game because I thought that he struggled in the game today ok he's worked hard in defensive capacity but for me we want to see those players getting more advanced getting hold of the ball but I think as well they just play too far apart you've got Wang out, out left you've got Jimenez in the middle um, and you've got uh, Traore down this right hand side there's too much the need to get either working pairs or something because the flip ball went up a lot of times from Saw. the ball's headed down and we're about 5-10 yards away from it and mm. they're just picking it up and start coming back to us again and that's something that we've got to try and do a little bit better because Saw's got a great kick he's got a great kick going forward we've got to utilise it but I think that a little bit isolated when they did battle with the Liverpool players not to keep possession of the ball from the defensive point of view, Dave Edwards, um, it was a shame that he had to come off towards the end because Ryan A. Nori, I thought, had probably his best defensive game for Wolves. He wasn't always involved as much as he has been in an offensive sense. And again, I know you're a big fan, Max Kilman, absolutely superb. Yeah, first Ryan A. Nori, I was very impressed in defensively. His his positioning more than anything. The amount of times that Liverpool moved the ball across the box, waiting to find that spare man, and when it got played into that channel in between him and Romain says he was always there to clear it. He never once left that gap big enough that Liverpool could penetrate it with a pass or anything like that. So it was excellent from Ray Nate Nuri. And Max Kilman, I just I haven't got enough superlatives to, to say how well he's doing this year. Just game after game, Mr. Consistency. And as a defender in, in a 1v1 situation, he always comes out on, t- on top of the ball, brave in, in a defensive duel when he's heading the ball, um, good size about him, and then his distribution as well. I felt, again, he was the one today who was going to help Wolves get into an attacking position because he would take that extra touch, try and find a pass into midfield, maybe try and find Nelson Semedo, who could then lay it back into Neves, and that's what I'm talking about, that spin ball down, down the side. But Max Kilman, he is um, turning into... A, a proper Premier League centre half with everything to his game that the defensive side the attacking side and say Wolves have, have unearthed a gem which if they were trying to bring someone like Max Kilman of, of his capabilities into the club they'd be paying 20, 30, 40 million pound for because he, he's he's doing that well at the moment Yeah he's surely it won't be too long before England come calling for Max Kilman on the kind of form that he's producing there was just a couple of times late in the game where I think Mane and Origi kind of stood up to him on the edge of the box and he didn't dive in he didn't get carried away he just waited for that moment stood there allowed them to turn into him and came away with the ball we're just watching replays on the little screens in front of us Tomo 
of the goal. Is there any criticism that you would have of any of the Wolves' back line for the way Liverpool nicked it at the end? Uh, well, I think um, inexperienced with Hoover, just coming on. He just made that run up, for, up the field. Um, did he need to go that tight to Salah? Because that was the thing that made Salah's mind up. Because he's gone too tight to him, his first touch is away from him. So maybe if he hangs back a little bit or is inside a little bit and just leaves him out on there. So again, a bit of an experience. Once he starts coming to the penalty area, you're in, you're in trouble. Uh, and you saw that as well when he's cut in. But Origi, what he did, he's just come off Conor Cody and he's got a yard and he's able to turn. And possibly we could say they needed to be tighter to him. But look, it's fine margins again, isn't it? And yeah, that's, and that's, it, it's not a criticism of Jose Sarr either, this, because he made a couple of really top saves. But I wonder here whether he just got kind of caught there with that little step to his right-hand yeah. side, trying to yeah. gamble that he was going across the other side of goal. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. That's perhaps the one area of the goal. See, you, we're watching the replays now, and you can see it's a terrific pass by Van, Van Dijk, a long switching pass. But you can see Keanu Hoover trying hard to get back in, and he's not set to to go and compete with Mo Salah, and he's never got himself in a, in a position that he can try and um, affect what Mo Salah is going to do. And I must say, the first touch by Mo Salah is is unbelievable. Takes Keanu Hoover out of the game, brings remain safe out of his slot and then defensively I don't think really Connor Cody can do much more he's defending goal side it's a really good turn by Origi and it's just I think that the goalkeeper Jose Sarri has had another unbelievable game I don't think he deserves to get beat today but he's taken that step right thinking that um, Divock Origi is going to make the pass but then he reversed it back into the bottom goal it, it's a very very good goal and it's hard to pick too many mistakes in it from Wolves's um, from Wolves's view but I would say that the main thing is how the goal came about and that was Wolves had a, a decent chance of affecting Liverpool at the other end of the pitch mm. Keanu he might have got fouled but I think he could have played Raul Jimenez maybe two or three seconds earlier that's an experience isn't it yeah, because you just give the ball and when you know you're a defender at that stage of the game against the Liverpool you don't really want to be venturing that far forward so you give it to Raul Jimenez early support from behind that would have been the ideal thing too but I just say it as soon as he came on, I said it's not a nice game to come on in that position, um, especially against Mo Salah. So it was going to be difficult for him, but it was just a, a very, very good goal, I thought, from Liverpool. Uh, a real mix of views coming in. Tom says, gutted that we haven't come away with a point out of that one. No worse a feeling than losing a game right at the death. We need to pick ourselves back up for Man City now. David says, shows the lack of quality in the squad. One injury in the team is severely weakened. Paulie says, our defence was phenomenal. Uh, apart from Keanu Hoover, he didn't think he was too good at the end there. Maybe a touch harsh. Yeah. Uh, one says, you can't defend for 95 minutes against a team like that and expect to survive. We offered nothing going forward. There is zero dynamism or creativity. Uh, David Rolls says, I think we should have left a Dharma on as he was drawing the extra player. You could see the shift by Liverpool and knew a goal was coming. Absolutely gutted at the goal. That was a point that David was made in commentary uh, Kevin says absolutely gutted we didn't deserve to lose like that whereas Richard says we played like a lower league side in FA Cup round three very solid but little threat and so careless when we did get the ball that's actually not a bad point the last part of that careless when they did get the ball both of you spoke about that yeah. in commentary certainly when it was going up to the front three it, it didn't stick no. enough, and, and that made it hard for the midfield to join in. What it is, and you're trying to give a breather to your, your back line and your midfield, uh, and you saw Neves uh, gesturing to one of them, just saying, just take your time, just keep the ball. 
um, because it just gives them a little bit of a breather because it's difficult. If you're chasing the ball for 90 minutes, the way that the, most of the game there were, it's going to be difficult for you. So you just need some kind of relief just to get out. Um, and look, so look, I think the quality's got to give the, the, the strikers some... Um, some advantage at least just keeping the ball but at the moment it just seems that we're struggling to get that quality up to them um, also as well for me as well I thought that Wangs has struggled to get into the game today Jimenez has absolutely run his row out for the side but as I said I think that we're isolated you could see the way we're playing we're playing with three up front but for me so like every ball that goes up Liverpool have got two players around them they're battling against the, the two Liverpool players it's coming straight back and I say like it's either got to be better quality up to them or as I mentioned earlier the, the need to have help so they need to be hunting in pairs or working in pairs just to give them some opportunity to either get the ball like they say the ball's going up to them their centre arms just head them down their midfield players picking it up and then starting the attack again and that's that's something that we've got to work on Scott says there's no way we deserve to lose that. We do need more up front, only having one shot on goal, but the defence was amazing. If this doesn't tell Jeff that we need to spend, nothing will. It's going to be a very rough month. Uh, the Wolfpack says a great performance from us today. Eight Nuri was outstanding. Bargain for 10 million. And Kilman and Cody, again, superb. Very unlucky not to take a point. Uh, I mean, uh, we've talked a little bit about Eight Nuri. We've talked about Kilman. Uh, Dendonka kept his place today. Jean Martino came on as a, a rather late substitute as Wolves changed the formation up to try and see it through. Is there a question mark for next week now, Dave Edwards, as to as to which two, or maybe he will go with three at City in that midfield area? Yeah, he might, might possibly look at a three and then try and carry more of a... It would be an easy one for Zuka. Swangi Chan's had a few games now where he's gone off the boil, which is expected sometimes. You come on, you make a big impact. It's hard to sustain it. So I would be tempted to go to a two up front, and it's worked well at Man City before, having a Dharma up, so, um, up alongside Raul Jimenez. Um, Dendonka had, had a steady game, didn't really put a foot wrong, was combative, and but it just wasn't really a game for the midfielders. They were going to get overrun in there um, against the Liverpool three. And I think in possession in general, I don't think Wolves have experienced that type of high press and the intensity of it. Every time we tried to play out from a goal kick and it went to Saiz or Cody or it got out to Semedo, straight away there was a Liverpool player on them. And then usually where they can bounce the midfielder, they're probably looking at Neves, but you can see Thiago or Henderson all over Neves and they're not wanting to play it. Then all of a sudden you've got the front three all coming towards it then to try and give some sort of option. But... You don't really want it in there. There's not a lot you can do with it. And Wolves just didn't quite have the, the the patterns of play to deal with that press. And I think that's where they came unstuck. Ends up going long and just recycling possession Liverpool. So that's something I need to work on. But yeah, Leander de Donker did quite well. Neves, I thought, made some really good passes in there. But it was a game where I thought Liverpool just overrun them in midfield. And I don't think if anyone plays in a two, it's always going to be difficult against this Liverpool team. Well, they will, I guess, have a, a full week of training into Daniel Pedence uh, ahead of next week. Tomo, Marcel might be back available as well. Uh, some interesting decisions to make for next week and how they go and approach that game at Manchester City. You remember a couple of years ago, Traore yep. played wing-back. We played 3-5-2, but Traore wing-back. Vinagra played on the other side, came in for Johnny, I remember, and Catrone was up front with Jimenez and Traore scores two and we go and win the game. But quite a few other times we've been there, we've gone with the defensive element and, and come unstuck, really. Well, you know that next week against Man City, again, they're going to be a team who's going to have a lot of possession 
of the ball, the way that they play. Um, as I said at the beginning of the show, so I said I think Liverpool have probably got the best starting eleven in the league uh, with the front three, what they've got as well. But they're still going to have problems against Man City. The way that Man City move the ball, uh, a lot of teams can't get anywhere near it. But for me, I think, me personally, I think they need to play the three in the midfield. I think that they need some help in there. So you saw it today. They've absolutely run the socks off in there. They've worked really hard. They've tried to chase everything down. Uh, they've been able to get tackles in. But I think that at the weekend, uh, they're going to have to need some help. Um, and I would go with Traore and Jimenez up front because him, uh, Traore is always going to give you that uh, chance to get beyond the back line of Man City. But also as well, with the two goals that he scored against Man City, he's surely got to have that in his head as well. So you're hoping that it's going to give you some confidence. But that's what I would do. But again, they'll be absolutely gutted about the way that the things have gone tonight. Uh, but they're just going to bounce back. Another tough game at Man City. You mentioned uh, in his head, getting those goals in his head. Uh, I, I don't know whether you saw, Dave, on Wednesday night, there was a, a moment at half-time when Conor Cody walked off with Traore and he was in his ear and he was kind of pointing, you know, out, you know, when you get it and you run at people, you cause havoc. And, you know, trying to stress that in his head for the two best moments of that first half came from that. And, and you mentioned in commentary in the second half where Traore was, you could kind of see him starting to believe. Yeah. How, how do they get into the mindset of a player who, he's not a young guy anymore, you know, he's, he's mid-twenties now, he's, he's not young in footballing terms either, but clearly is a confidence player. What do they do between now and next Saturday to, to really instill in him and say, look, when you play at that level, some of the best players in the league, Liverpool, for me, are one of, if not the best 11, Tomo mentioned yeah, in commentary. Yeah. How do you get it into Traore's head to go, you're on their level when you're at your best? Yeah, and he, it's definitely a confidence issue. You can tell that because as he started getting a bit more joy second half, you just his body language, his pace, his power. We saw him first half pull out of tackles, whereas second half he was chucking himself into defenders. He, like muscled Van Dyke in the corner here and then broke away from him. You, you, you wouldn't have done that first half. It's that confidence building. The one thing I worry about Cheori is, and I think ev everyone knows this, that he's he's technically probably not at the level of where his, his power is, but his power gets him in the team and his pace. And I just wonder his ability to take on information. And it's such a tactical game now. Because his starting positions are the thing that lets yeah, him down. Yeah, exactly. And the amount of information that he'll be getting off Bruno Large and the coaching team and things like that, you can almost see him overthinking things all the time. Like there was times at the end where Bruno was telling him to stay high, but you can see him in his head thinking, yeah, but I need to be defensively in here because if it comes to Thiago, or whatever it was he was marking, then he would obviously get the blame for it. He'd be overthinking patterns things like that, whereas... Someone like Troy, I think, needs to play off the cuff a little bit. It sounds mad in a Premier League game, but take all that information out of his head or, or the overload of information and just say, you run you run the other way and you use your pace, your power, get yourself in positions in the pitch where you can affect it. You almost need to give him a bit of a free roll. Say, don't worry about the defensive side of things. You just be in a position where we win the ball that you can break and hurt teams. That's your only yeah. message you need to do because... The overload of information and, and stuff like him trying to change his game, playing on the inside, getting in positions that he doesn't want to be in with his back to goal. He needs grass in front of him to run onto. Um, I'd, I'd say just the, the only information I'd give to him, get yourself into a position that you can have the ball. Yeah. So look, yeah. Just, or don't think of anything else. When we got the ball, I want, to be, I want you to be away from a defender, not standing against them, not on your heels, but just be in a position that as soon as we get the ball, we can give it to you. 
Yeah. Because that's that, 100%. And, and that's just not making him think about anything. Um, because to be fair to him, there's no doubt about it. When he gets that ball, he's scary. You saw what he did to Liverpool with the couple of players staying back. As soon as he went off, totally changed. Yeah. <laughs> they just yeah. went one at the back. Yeah. Um, but that's what you've got to do. Just say to him, look, get in a position somewhere where we can get the ball to you from midfield or at the back, and either running beyond. And again, looking at that and just go out there and just go where you want, yeah. basically. And make make him understand what a special player he is. Yeah. No one in the world can do what Adama Traore does, where he can he can transition a game and get you up the pitch 60 yards and scare the life out of defenders. Tomo just said it. The, the, the sigh of relief that you could, you could feel from Liverpool when he went off that pitch and all of a sudden they committed another man forward. They just left um, Virgil van Dijk at the back on his own because he you know he doesn't have to worry about running in behind. Whereas before he would have Matip alongside him, he'd have Thiago alongside him, Robertson alongside him. He, he didn't want to be isolated and he has that effect on people. If you kind of just keep letting him know, reiterating that message that what a good, effective player that, that he is, you just hope that can start to build confidence. And I would just keep showing him clips of that second half. Show him when he's running at defenders. They're just swiping at him to try and bring him down. Keep showing him all his good bits. Try and simplify his game. And, and just that will hopefully get the best out of him. Well, they've got a week to get him ready and pick themselves up after a heartbreaking afternoon in the end. Uh, don't forget, by the way, Wolves women take on Nottingham Forest women. Uh, 2 p.m. kickoff on Sunday at the CKW Stadium. It's free admission for scene ticket holders and under 16s. Adults, £4. Concessions, £2 to go and see that game. Uh, the biggest scandal of today. <laughs> I forgot I had it. Is that, <laughs> I'll tell you what, he's lovely and cozy over here. Is that Dave Edwards borrowed my heated blanket well, for, at half time? Was that that five minutes yet? <laughs> yeah, it was, it was, oh, can I just have that for a couple of minutes? And then he's only just taken it off. I've completely um, forgotten. He's going innocent. <laughs> Absolutely unbelievable. Your, uh, legs but, your legs warm, mate. Yeah. yeah okay. I know your kick. Thanks for coming. Uh, <laughs> we probably won't see you again for the rest of the season <laughs> if you're going to do that. Uh, David Edwards, thank you very much indeed. Thanks, Andy me. Thompson, thank you very much indeed. We've said it before, we'll say it again. Football is a beautifully brilliant game, but at times it is half heartbreaking. It finished here. Wolves nil, Liverpool won. We'll see you soon.